Hello, San Diego First Church family. Good to be with you again. My name is Matt Wilson. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And this is our Connecting Points podcast where we look at the sermon that was given on Sunday and make some connections uh, from it to one of the other lectionary passages that we are looking at um, as a part of our Living Lectionary devotional series. Once again, I am here with Pastor D. D, so good to be with you today. Hi, Matt. As always, good to be with you and everybody else who's joined us. We are looking this day at uh, the the letters passage uh, coming out of the book of Romans, the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, 1 through 11. And I'll read that for us here and now. Here we go. Romans 5, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but not only that, but we are also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified, by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, D, as you uh, hear this passage and read this passage, kind of what are the first connections you make to uh, the sermon from Sunday? Yeah, so for those who don't remember the sermon on Sunday or didn't hear it, it's the story of the um, Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, Jesus goes there with the disciples. The disciples go into town to get some food. Jesus stays there and has this very powerful interaction with this woman um, that um, culminates kind of crescendos in uh, his declaration that he is the Messiah, the mm-hmm. I am statement to her um, inquiry about believing that the Messiah was to come. And uh, so that's where we were on Sunday in the connecting points to this particular passage in Romans. Um, kind of begin to bleed through the page in regard to um, the notion of faith and hope and um, reconciliation and restoration to life. It feels like there is a distinction in here in this Romans passage between that which was accomplished through Jesus's death and that which was accomplished through Jesus's resurrection. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, When we, when I think about it in regard to uh, the coming Easter celebration, 
I, I kind of wrap all of those things together as one, but the yeah. writer of this particular letter speaks about the forgiveness of our sins, this um, justification, this <clears throat> being saved from that which has enslaved us is what happened by the price that was paid by Jesus's death. But it appears from this writings that that the the writer wants the church to know, oh, but there's so much more. It's not just this forgiveness of sins, but it is this new life that comes for we are resurrected mm -hmm. with Christ. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think of the woman at the well who not only um, was given this uh, notion of forgiveness, but she received in those moments something that breathed new life into her very existence. Mm. The, the returning to the town with joy, the proclamation of this man told me everything that's ever happened in my journey. You've got to come see that there was an energy to her that seems um, very intentionally portrayed by John, the writer of that particular gospel mm -hmm. and speaks to me uh, about the power of grace and forgiveness, mm -hmm. but then the power of grace in breathing new life into my journey and helping me to see with an eye toward hope. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll say one more thing, then let me spin it back and ask some of the things that you see, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but there is yeah. a pretty familiar stretch in this Romans letter that talks about suffering and Suffering produces perseverance or endurance, and um, endurance produces character and character hope. But it describes that in a way that makes it seem like that there is a link, a very specific link, between hope and receiving God's love. Mm. And it seems to me that sometimes we are, uh, for a variety of reasons, our past, our history, our preconceived ideas, mm -hmm. we will be um, hesitant to receive God's love or, or something within us keeps us from that. And it appears that this link will make it difficult for us to live into hope. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like this invitation where it speaks about uh, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given us that that happened to the woman at the well. To yeah. receive love is to kind of be set on a different trajectory where hope begins to color everything that has to do with your life circumstances mm -hmm. as opposed to living void of help, uh, pardon me, void of love. And the hope seems to disappear because you see nothing around you Mm. That seems intentional or purposeful, um, or yeah. or giving you purpose in your journey. Mm. So anyway, that's that's part of what the connections that have kind of risen yeah. within me between those two stories. Anything you jump in and add to this? Yeah, the the I always get caught. Uh, at least my attention gets caught from uh, passages like this, where it it kind of lifts up suffering as something to um it feels like something to emulate 
Yeah. That we seek out suffering. We should seek out <laughs> suffering. Yeah. And I and I have like ugh, like this does not feel great to just be like, yeah, and the hardship that you're going through, it's for the best. Like that never in the moment of suffering feels at all helpful. Um but I think of in going back to John, I think of the comparison between uh, Nicodemus and the woman at the well, who Nicodemus is one who is knows, right? Is in in the mix, it knows the law and He's comes to Jesus. He's an expert. Yeah. And yet doesn't quite get it. And even like Jesus needs to fully spell it out for him, for this expert. I mean, we don't know the. I mean, we get the end of the conversation where John uh, or Nicodemus lands much later on in the gospel. But for this moment, you you just sense that like Nicodemus is lost there, kind of uh, spinning a little bit. Yeah. Whereas um, the woman at the well, who would have known marginalization, would have known a life decentered. Um. She gets what Jesus is saying pretty quickly and then runs off telling people. Even though, like, you have born again on one side and living water on the other side, th- there's something about what the woman has gone through uh, uh, that probably Paul would say is suffering. That is, like, not, not having privilege, being on the outside, having a mistake compound into frustration, uh, and is and is receiving and, and has the ability to to take in such love because of what her life experience has been and and knows it recognizes it and runs with it and so I think of I think of suffering kind of in that lens of well it's not necessarily like poor me like I'm ugh, how you know kind of lifting up my hands to the heaven and saying like i'm the victim here um but rather like not in the experience of like acute suffering but maybe as we've been people that have gone through something recognize god's grace and god's love and how that then kind of um reverse telescopically like in looking at the the finitude of those those moments of suffering or those that the stuff that we go back to that has been harmful in our life we recognize like oh there's i've learned this and I, that has occurred not to say that like yeah we should all suffer and so like inflicting abuse on people is like a way of showing god's love that's not that but it is a way of telling the story of of how people who have gone through heartache and loss uh, have developed character and a sensitivity to what truly is the love of God. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, A couple comments. The first is I thought you were going to go down the pathway saying that it seems apparent in the connection of these two that having one husband is suffering. Having five husbands is really a lot of suffering. And then being with somebody 
uh, who's uh, not your husband. Yeah. Oh, that's even the worst. I know, yeah, the worst can be. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of patience and endurance and hope for that lady. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as you were talking, one of the things that strikes me are the people that I periodically come across whose life, when I hear their storyline, seems to be marked with significant suffering. And it's not like they're covering up their pain. It's not yeah. like they are um, pretending or playing some mental game. It's almost as if they are naive yeah. to the suffering because they have developed a way by which to um, move through the world that is that is wrapped up in where this might go as opposed to whatever the moment is that feels hard or difficult. And I feel like at some time, that sometimes to even talk about suffering with some of those people, they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and I know that some of that has to do with um, some of our own past and history and experiences. I get that. Um, But I do think that there is something so powerful about a conviction that I am loved. Mm. Mm -hmm. Again, that link between hope and love. That that when we have um, given ourselves to what grace really means, this passionate, pursuing, extravagant God who seeks after us and something in life doesn't turn out like I thought it should have. Mm-hmm. The quick movement of my life's trajectory is not, oh, I, I've been failed by the one who loves me and I don't think that yeah. love was ever there. Mm-hmm. For those people who have received that kind of transformational love, it's like, oh, story's not over yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I admire the ability to do that not in pretending that there aren't difficult moments, because I think when pushed, all those people would admit, yeah, sometimes things are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing that love really is a transformational um, ingredient in our journey. Yeah. Um, and how we live out this life. Yeah. And that love is contextualized, contextualized for the woman. And it yeah. shows up. Oh, yeah. It, that in a way that would probably be different for you and I. That's a great point, um, Matt. The the, the hope ha- has a, a particular context, and it can't be the same application. And I think of this in particular in the connection that you're making between hope and love, is that if somebody in in the like very darkest moments of when when Lindsay and I were unknown about what was going to happen to our son mm-hmm. who uh, for those who don't know he has a very rare disease which um, he is visually impaired um, if somebody in the midst of us trying to figure out what to do in that mo- like when he was very young and said like you know Romans <laughs> yep. Romans 5 says oh, like ugh. I think that okay loving but not contextualized <laughs> and that would have stung worse yeah. to say like that is that is a I, I understand the intent there, but that is not a loving act. Right. Right. Because it is not in tune with the context in which what Lindsay and I were going through. And I, I and I feel like 
when we think of suffering and we think of love, which have this, are linked by hope, right? Um, there has to be a contextuality to that. To love somebody one way is is uh, great in that moment for that time and where they're at, but it, it is not, cannot be applied in every yeah. course of one's experience. It, it's almost like you're, you're beating the person up for suffering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Matt. Um, and I feel like this, like so many of the passages we have the privilege of digging into, invites us not only to dig deeper into scripture, mm-hmm. but to dig deeper into ourselves. Yeah. And say, Lord, expose in me the uh, parts that need to be touched by the various truths that are here. I hope God does that for all of us. Yeah, same as same as I. <laughs> Good to be with you, Dee. You as well, Matt. Thanks.